Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, The fitness tracker company Fitbit is recalling more than 1.7 million of its smartwatches due to a little technical problem. Um, It's just the Onyx line of smartwatches. I think it's Onyx, I-O-N-I-C line of smartwatches. I do not have a Fitbit, and thankfully I don't have a Fitbit now because, uh, yeah, according to uh, Fitbit, there were a couple of reports that batteries were overheating and burning people. A couple? Yeah, well, we received at least 115 uh, reports in the U.S., and uh, there were 59 reports internationally (laughs) of the battery just overheating. Uh, Sure, you know, more than half of those reports had burn injuries in the U.S., third and second degree burns, and 40 reports of burn injuries internationally. So be careful if you have a Fitbit. If you are, you know, I was almost going to get one. I was so close to getting one, and then I'm glad I didn't now. Uh, so if you, uh, have a Fitbit, go ahead and, you know, turn it in and exchange it for a refund or get a new Fitbit because the company said other product lines are safe. So man, if you haven't been burned yet, be careful out there. There isn't enough to worry about in the world today. Now I have to worry about getting burned from my Fitbit. Are we calling them burn bits now? No, that would be wrong. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. While uh, I begin uh, digging into the fat pile today, let me uh, first tell you about ZStack. Uh, ZStackLife.com slash Jeffy. Promo code Jeffy is where you need to go. If the last two years have taught us anything, uh, it's that you have got to take control of your own health. And it's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or big pharma to protect you and your family. And that's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes zinc, I never can pronounce that word, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Quercetin. Yes, zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. It's formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, the world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine. Now, ZStack has been scientifically formulated. It's kosher and GMP certified and is produced right here in the USA. I just started taking it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I can tell you, you feel the immune boost. There's no question uh, you'll feel the immune boost with the zinc and the quercetin, vitamin C and vitamin D. Although mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are no longer enforced in several states, viruses are still out there. And by taking ZStack daily, you are supercharging your immune system. ZStack is formulated to help combat 
any and all variants, as well as the common cold and flu. So I encourage you to go ahead and start taking it now. Stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system and go about living your life. Go to zstacklife.com slash Jeffy today. Enter the promo code Jeffy. You're going to get a discount on that first order. zstacklife.com slash Jeffy. Promo code Jeffy. Get you that discount on the first order, zstacklife.com slash Jeffy. Boy, the United Nations are busy little beavers, aren't they? I mean, the other day we talked about uh, the climate change uh, study resolution that they came out with saying it was a closing window of opportunity. And so, you know, if, if we don't do something right now, it's, you know, the window will be closed. Well, yesterday... Uh, which is, uh, you know, the 2nd of March 2022. Today, if you're listening live, is the 3rd of March. Uh, they, uh, 175 nations, 175 nations agreed to create the world's first plastic pollution treaty. Yay! So the goal is to improve recycling clean up the world's plastic waste and restrict plastics production. Oh, okay. Now I know many of you are thinking, well, it's about time. Uh, Billions of pounds of plastic waste every year on the earth and it hurts humans and, and animals and everything. And the UN official, of course, uh, called it an epidemic, but said the resolution puts us on track for a cure. Isn't that interesting how this resolution put them on track or us, I'm sorry, on a track for a cure. And with the climate change, we have a closing window of opportunity. So we're almost uh, at the end. But if we do something right now, if we act now, we can, uh, you know, we can make sure that the end doesn't happen. So look, it only affects, I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, plastic production. Uh, what's that? Chemical and oil companies. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it, though. Those are only jobs and they belong to the evil petro technology companies, which we hate. Who are the biggest? What is it? U.S. and China? Probably the biggest uh, plastic producing countries in the world. Uh, and I'm guessing that uh, the U.S. does a pretty darn good job of recycling uh, and picking up. And of course, I know there's you know pollution, but nobody wants the the lake full of plastic. Nobody. I'm sorry, we just don't. But uh, let's focus on the other countries there on your United Nations treaty. All right. And I hope the United States says, "Yeah, that's great. You guys go ahead. Uh, we're right behind you." Okay. Now that's not going to happen. But, you know, I can, one can dream. Boy, and speaking of dreaming, uh, I got another email uh, from the London branch of ING Bank. I know. I was, whoa. It's, uh, it's from the uh, Office of Donation International Operation in London, UK. Now, uh, one person who was the personal accountant to late Sir Gerald Arthur, Jerry, with a G, Went, W-H-E-N-T, founder and former chief executive of Vodafone Group, PLC. That's a 
purpose-led company, by the way. Uh, the late Sir Gerald Arthur Went, a well-known philanthropist before he died, made a will in a law firm in the United Kingdom stating that Vodafone Group PLC, a charity fundraising support account with ING Bank NV London, should donate $6.5 million to any lucky individual philanthropist or charitable organization overseas. <laughs> right? Okay. So the ING Bank, NV London, is in agreement with late Sir Gerald Arthur Jerry Went to donate the fund to any lucky individual in America, Europe, Asia, and Africa, and uh, other to help improve lives and businesses. I'm just reading the way it's written. All right. I'm pretty sure it's in order to help, but they put in other. Uh, so uh, in other to help improve lives and businesses. Uh, you'd think something so big and you know worthwhile would make sure that they use spell check. We have made our random draw and your email address was picked to receive this fund as the beneficiary of his will. Nice. All I have to do is get back to him. As soon as I receive, you know, I have, the, I have it now. I have receipt of this email. I'm reading it to you. And then they're going to enable the transfer operation direct to me on what next to do to receive this fund legally. Huh? How cool is that? Now, you know, it's only $6.5 million, But the good I can do with the $6.5 million is really huge now all i have to do is reply with my full name and my contact address and telephone numbers and fax numbers i don't know that i actually have a fax number anymore i think i do and uh the chief financial officer of ing ing bank and v london branch uh mr tonight futrical yeah he's the uh or she oh no it says mr mr tonight futrical is the uh, chief financial officer. So once I get a hold of Tonight Futrical, I'm going to figure out how to get that $6.5 million. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know when it when it comes through. <laughs> oh, man, I wish that were true. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh. I got an email complaining that I don't talk about what beverage I'm drinking anymore going into the break room. Well, let's cover that again, shall we? Uh, I always used to do that. And then I realized that these companies aren't providing me any kind of benefit. Uh, they're not giving me sodas. They're not giving me money uh, to promote their product. So I'm giving them, uh, you know, I'm giving them a show promotion with nothing in return. But I'll just say this is a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And it is good. It is very good. I'm going to take another sip. And you know it's very difficult for me to do a show without my Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And my bottle of purified water from Sam's Club. So there. Are you happy now? Did you see the uh, Serena Williams story? Where, uh, you know, she called out the New York Times. 
they did a story on her and i don't even know where it was in the times unfortunately i don't read the new york times i mean she has a picture on her twitter account of the actual newspaper wow welcome to the 2022 serena but uh she in the story they're talking about her uh serena adventures which raised 111 million just and it's uh you know but they showed a picture of venus <laughs> it's, uh, it says serena williams under the picture but it's venus and so she calls out the new york times no matter how far we come we get reminded that it's not enough this is why I raised $111 million for At Serena Adventures to support the founders who are overlooked by ingrained systems woefully unaware of their biases. Because even I am overlooked. You can do better at New York Times. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, she's obviously trying to, uh, you know, throw that in there that, uh, you know, hey, uh, the old uh, biases and the old, uh, you know, racist, uh, everybody looks the same, you can't tell them apart. So it couldn't be just an honest mistake. Now, I will say, yes, the New York Times absolutely needs to be called out for that. Uh, it's really agonizing. But I, I, I'm going to get, and I shouldn't do this at all. I, they would not, never mind. I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was just a mistake. And, you know, it's, you know, it wasn't anything to do with, you know, the on, racial biases, any of that. But you know what? They wouldn't give anybody uh, the benefit of the doubt. So, no, New York Times, you're a bunch of racist doofuses. And that's what you get. Okay? <laughs> so silly. I mean, news shows and newspapers and magazines, you know, you, you do your very best not to make those mistakes, but we see it all the time. We, I mean, we made the joke the other day on the air of the news program where the guy throws up the picture of Joe Biden when the story is about some racist or some child pedophile. And, you know, it was a mistake. It didn't have anything to do with race or, you know, their biases. It was just a mistake, just an honest mistake. My gosh, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry. Speaking of biases, though, I do have a bias, and I'm going to go out on as just me, and I'm only speaking for myself, okay? I don't like it when women have armpit hair and leg hair and hair, except for hair on their head, and then I'm even... (laughs) You can even take that if you want. Go ahead. But I am not a fan of the arm hair or the leg hair. And I know that, uh, you know, that's kind of a thing now. I just saw a big story about, a, you know, a TikTok star uh, model who claims that she's lost gigs, modeling gigs, you know, because of her body hair. Oh, you think? Uh, so she said that, you know, her agent is still getting her gigs as much as they can. But of course, you know, body hair is not the industry standard. Oh, you think? That's because, uh, you know, the people buying stuff don't necessarily like it. But I guess, you know, it's all good that we're coming off the, the big two-year pandemic and everybody gave up their their razors and their hair dye. and They all want to have, uh, you know, hashtag body hair is natural. <laughs> okay. There was some big YouGov study that said 35% of Americans have no preference 
if women shave or not. That's just people being nice. Yeah, I don't care what they do, but really, you do. 7% said they should not shave. That I believe. 7% absolutely said, no, nobody should shave. And uh, between the ages of 18 and 35, the respondents said, that's not a big deal. Uh, armpit hair is either attractive or I don't care if a woman has it. I do. I do care. Okay. That's just me. I'm going to go out on the ledge and say, no, uh, I don't like it. I know it's my bias. I get it. I just, I, you know, I can't explain it. I just know guys, guys have arm hair. I know, I know they do. I know they do. And some don't, but you know, I just, if I'm looking at a female, and I want to see if that female is attractive to me. I would prefer, uh, more than not, that there's no armpit hair. Okay? Uh, leg hair. No, thank you. Uh, other hair. Eee, questionable. <laughs> uh, wherever hair grows, questionable. Okay? Just, I know that's just me. I get it. But, you know, you want to be a TikTok star with arm hair and leg hair? You go right ahead. I mean, I know TikTok is making big changes, big news. We talked about they're going to the 10-minute videos now instead of the three minutes and uh, how you get paid doing your lives. But they just updated their community guidelines. Okay? Yeah. All right. And they are going to be uh, enforce these new community guidelines that uh, label any mistrust of governments elections or scientific bodies as misinformation isn't that special i wonder who owns tiktok oh that's right it's the chinese company so the guidelines are going to take effect uh, the end of this week as a matter of fact march 7th 2022 and uh they're going to they say that tiktok look we're welcoming entertaining creators and viewers alike but integrity and authenticity <laughs> is important to us we believe that trust forms the foundation of our community do you we do not allow activities that may undermine the integrity of our platform or authenticity of our users we remove content or accounts that involve spam or fake engagement impersonation or misleading information that causes significant harm under a harmful misinformation Guideline misinformation is defined as content that is inaccurate or false. We will remove misinformation that causes significant harm to individuals, our community, or the larger public, regardless of intent. Significant harm includes serious physical injury, illness or death, severe psychological trauma, large-scale property damage, and the undermining of public trust in civic institutions and processes such as governments, elections, and scientific bodies. This does not include simply inaccurate information, myths, or commercial or reputational harm. Wait, what? This does not include simply inaccurate information, myths, or commercial or reputational harm. Huh. All right. So there you go, TikTok users. I don't have my a TikTok account yet. And I say yet because maybe I will at some point in my life. But for right now, no, thank you. You'll have to look at the models with arm hair on your own. Okay? All right. And since I don't have a TikTok, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. 
Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio, and Getter is at JeffyJFR. And, of course, I have uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher YouTube account. And then, of course, you can always email me uh, anytime. I'm happy to get your email. Uh, it may or may not get uh, read on the air, but I appreciate your uh, input and comments. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Alright, tomorrow's the day. I already said today is the third Thursday. Well, no, it's the third of March. It is a Thursday. Tomorrow is the fourth of March, which is the day that we're supposed to get the rocket blasting into the moon. So March fourth at twelve twenty-five fifty-eight Universal Time, we're supposed to get that four-ton rocket smashed into the dark side of the moon officially known as 2015-007b uh, it just rolls right off the tongue and it's supposed to hit the moon's surface at about 5700 miles per hour i have asked for i am i i, I haven't demanded but i feel like i should i want footage I don't want to hear it's on the dark side of the moon. We've had plenty of time. Elon's had plenty of time. He's sent uh, he's he sent Starlinks to Ukraine. I we've had plenty of time to adjust some cameras so that we can get the shot of this thing hitting the moon. So let's make that happen. I want to see the footage. Thank you. Tomorrow is the day. Oh, and did you see where uh, the closest black hole to the Earth? That's not really a black hole now. Wait, what? Yeah, they thought they'd uh, found the Earth's nearest black hole. But, uh, you know, after further analysis, not really. Uh, It's a vampire. A vampire star system is what they're calling it. Oh, okay. You mean it's, you know, it's part of a cosmic puzzle? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) So after they... You know, been looking at it. They've been studying it. They've been hypothesizing. And apparently it's a triple system. The HR 6819 is actually a triple system containing two stars and a black hole. So, okay. Uh, You know, I guess the science does change from time to time, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. And I don't think we've decided who the rocket that's going to smash into the moon belongs to. They blamed it on Elon Musk. And then they said, uh, now it's China. And China said, no, it's not us. It's not us. Ours burned up. That doesn't belong to us. So I guess we're back to blaming Elon again for that. So again, it doesn't matter. And if it, and I already said uh, before, you know what? It's mine. I'll take, uh, I'll take ownership of it. It was mine. And that's what's going to hit the moon. So I'm sorry. All right. I hadn't planned on it smashing into the moon. At least it didn't smash into the space station. I know we have the uh, International Space Station, which is going to be deorbited. Uh, that's going to be hurling toward the Earth. Uh, according to reports, and I'm sure it could possibly change, uh, that uh, it's supposed to, uh, you know, 2031, it's going to uh, hit the Earth. But it should be fine. Don't worry about it. It's probably 
probably going to land in the South Pacific. So quit your worrying, okay? It's going to land into the oceanic pole of inaccessibility. That's the South Pacific uninhabited area. So apparently that's the graveyard for old space equipment. And that's where the, you know, the deorbited satellites and rocket debris go to the oceanic pole of in, in I got to say it right now, the oceanic pole of inaccessibility or the South Pacific uninhabited area. I like the oceanic pole of inaccessibility better, I think. And you could you could write your own jokes with that as well. So, did you see where they're looking to you know, bring back the Tasmanian tiger? I know. I said the other day that uh, you know, I, I do want to have a Jurassic Park to go to. But after I said it, then I got to thinking, maybe I don't. I mean, we've all seen the documentaries, and uh, we have the final installment of the Jurassic Park documentary coming out soon, and it doesn't end well. And it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to ever end well for humans. But I guess this new multi-million dollar philanthropic donation to the Melbourne University, they've announced that they want to bring back the famed Tasmanian Tiger. So, okay, they've got a state-of-the-art lab, and it's going to potentially bring back this species from extinction. So, it's a nine-step process, and within the project plans to focus on three key areas. First, they hope to fully decode the thylacine genome, then use that information to transform marsupial stem cells into a Tasmanian tiger embryo and ultimately insert that material into a surrogate uterus. Oh, and then, uh, you know, maybe like the Tasmanian devil, and then we'll create the Tasmanian tiger. So we got that going for us, right? (laughs) It came about after philanthropist Russell Wilson of the Wilson Family Trust stumbled upon some YouTube clips. (laughs) That's good. I I hope he stumbles across some YouTube clips on chewing the fat and decides, you know what? Uh, Here's five million toward chewing the fat. Okay. I know that uh, he wants to, you know, it's, conservation benefit for marsupials i get it but we already i think they're back right we had the video uh, on youtube which i'm sure he probably saw where a motorist was cruising down uh, the street in australia and they came upon an animal that they were claiming on the video was the tasmanian tiger maybe they're not extinct there's one right there and then they keep videoing it. It's along the side of the road, and they see the creature along the side of the road. And then the guy on the video says, Oh my gosh, that's an extinct Tassie tiger. And maybe it is. Maybe we don't need, maybe we've got one that we've, we can already use. I know. Now they claim that, uh, yo, it probably is not a Tasmanian tiger. What? Yeah, it's probably just a sick fox. (laughs) So maybe we need to, you know, go ahead and go back to that research and make sure we create one from the the nine-step process. 
And we may have to get a whole new process for dinosaurs. I see where a new study has claimed that fossils of Tyrannosaurus rex represent not one but three separate species. Okay, so the new names mean uh, king, queen, and emperor. Uh, I know it's you know, 66 million years ago, but uh, a lot of the other paleontologists are like, hey, oh, hey, oh. that's a quote. Let's go to the paleontologists and see what they think about the new theory that the Tyrannosaurus Rex represent not one, but three separate species. Uh, I don't know. So a new study published in the journal Evolutionary Biology, which, oh my gosh, I cannot get enough of the journal Evolutionary Biology. It's proposed uh, splitting Tyrannosaurus rex into three different species based on differences in their leg bones and their teeth. So if it uh, was the T-Rex and the T-Regina and they evolved out of the T-Imperator, the T-Imperator, right? T period, I-M-P-E-R-A-T-O-R with the two former species potentially living side by side. And so if the theory gains acceptance, it's going to require all the specimens around the world to be reinvestigated. So we'll see if uh, the Tyrannosaurus rex is not one but three separate species. And maybe that's the problem with trying to recreate Jurassic Park is that (laughs) <laughs> we're making them that's why they're so mean to us is that uh you know we're we're putting three into one instead of breaking it up a little bit i know i know we're finding stuff all the time i thought oh my gosh i can't like archaeologists have just discovered a forty thousand year old culture in china right i know so the new study Uh, in nature by an international team of researchers opens up a window into hunter-gatherer lifestyles 40,000 years ago. So it uh, shows the presence of innovative behaviors and unique toolkits. And they've always, they've known, uh, you know, when did populations of Homo sapiens first arrive in China? What happened when they encountered, you know, the other people that lived there? (laughs) Uh, What happened? Well, they survived. That's what happened. Well, at least for a while. Anyway, I mean, they've found uh, some really cool stuff at this site that dates back quite some time. And it talks about, uh, you know, how they evolved and they formed the economic and social and symbolic adaptations. Kind of really cool. And a long time ago. And we're finding out that, uh, you know, just how long ago we were wandering the earth and taking care of. uh, We're here now. You get out. So I see where the uh, Russian and Belarus athletes are going to be banned from the Winter Paralympics, according to the International Paralympics Committee. I mean, we have the Paralympics uh, starting tomorrow in, uh, in Beijing, so there's that. I know that China is denying 
that they asked Russia to delay the invasion of Ukraine until after the Olympics. But that's why I thought that uh, they wouldn't go because, and I thought they were going to wait even until after the Paralympics, but no, uh, the Paralympics, I apparently don't count. Uh, they don't count the regular Olympics. They count, but the Paralympics, yeah, no, you don't, you don't count. They do count for China though. Cause that's when I said that China was going to go into Taiwan. They were going to have to wait until the Paralympics were done. Right. So once the Paralympics are done, the 13th of this month, those are done. So look for China to be preparing to go into Taiwan post Paralympics. Uh, you can quote me on that because I believe that will actually happen. Now, did did China ask Russia not to invade Ukraine? That's possible. I mean, they were sneaking information to Russia over the whole thing anyway. So, you know, you say, I say, I say, you say. Uh, it's possible. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I know that we're after the big oligarchs now. So we're going to get those damn oligarchs. <laughs> now you know oligarchs man uh, they whew, man well, you, do you want to be an oligarch I think I do I think I do want to be an oligarch uh, I know that uh, you know I'm going to have a lot of money I'm going to wield uh, political influence on society uh, you know I, I'm kind of kind of for it I mean uh, we didn't even really start hearing about oligarchies and oligarchs till after the collapse of the Soviet Union back in the 90s, right? So they started to privatize, uh, you know, all these assets in Russia and, uh, you know, turned into mob rule kind of. I'm sorry, oligarchy rule. Okay, all right. So I see that one of the big oligarchs, uh, Roman Abramovich, uh, confirmed that he's going to sell his Chelsea football club. That's soccer for those in the know. Uh, he's owned it since 2003, and he said uh, the Western pressure is forcing Russia oligarchs to part with their prized assets. Uh, okay. Uh, he said he's going to sell the team and the benefits are going to go to the victims of the war in Ukraine. Now, that makes it seem like he wants to help Ukraine, but who are the victims of the war in Ukraine? Are those the Russians? I don't know. It better not be. He's getting like two and a half billion for the Chelsea Football Club. So, all right. Good luck. I mean, the guy's made a lot of money. He's worth uh, he's worth some cash, and he's denied a relationship with Vladimir Putin. I know that we've, I think Germany, I don't know that it was us, but, uh, it, you know, we're all together now, right? We're as one. It's the new world order. Everything happens fast. It's a little scary, actually, that these countries are all getting together and, you know, going after one thing. If they, you think they can't shut you down, think again. Because they will. So they were talking about how they took uh, the one billionaire's mega yacht already at the port uh, in Hamburg. Uh, Germany said, yeah, no, it's ours now. We're taking that. It's not yours. Oh, okay. Uh, no problem. What? Am, and so it's just you know insane what's happening around the world now. I also see, uh, you think, think about this now. Uh, you got China possibly going into Taiwan. You have Russia going into Ukraine, which, I mean, that is just ugly. And it's going to, you know, going to get us involved because of NATO. Most likely, I hope it doesn't. You have uh, North Korea pretending that they can uh, take care of business. 
and you have uh, there's reports now that we're looking to sign a new deal with Iran. <laughs> Do you think a new nuclear deal with Iran? Uh, Israel is not going to go for that, my friends. I don't care what uh, what you say. That's not going to happen. They have already said uh, no. Uh, Iran will not get nukes. We will not allow that. I mean, Iran has already said, uh, I don't know, almost probably every day of the existence of Iran that uh, Israel must be wiped off the face of the earth. And so if we're going to go get back in business with Iran and the uh, the nuclear deal, uh, Israel cannot have that. I mean, they just can't. Uh, they just can't. And so I don't know what this administration is thinking about, but, you know, like I said, you have uh, China possibly going into Taiwan. You have North Korea over there in the same neck of the woods, uh, you know, thinking they're Mr. Big Shot, shooting off some rockets every now and then. Uh, you have, which I think, I hope China has human check, but uh, we'll see. Now, Kim might say, no, you don't. Uh, and then we have, uh, you come back across the globe, spin the globe just a little bit. Oh, there's Iran. And Israel is looking to uh, attack Iran because there's no way that they can allow Iran to have nukes. You just can't. And I don't care how many billions we give Iran. And if we do give Iran more money and just to get up to this deal, they should run this administration out of office. But that's just me. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it's just me talking off the top of my head. And then uh, let's spin the globe just a little bit. Oh my gosh, here we are in Europe and we've got uh, Russia going into Ukraine. So good times around the globe are definitely happening. It makes you feel happy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And, you know, we're all getting along here if we spin the globe just a little bit. And, oh, here we are in the uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, my gosh, we had Canada uh, locking down. We got the U.S. on fire. But, hey, the United Nations is taking care of plastics with their resolutions. So there's a closing window of opportunity on climate change and plastics that the U.N. is going to make sure that we're okay. And then I see the picture that was making the rounds that uh, many of you sent to me, either on Twitter or email, about the, the uh, guy that was riding his bike in Kiev or Kiev, uh, just keeping his normal routine and went for a bike ride surrounded by tanks. And uh, I, you know, I, I saw the pictures and I thought, yeah, okay, right, whatever. But there was a comment uh, that someone sent to me. <laughs> Uh, the story from CNN's website, and it's a, you know it has the picture of the guy a Kiev in Kiev. A guy just kept his normal routine and went for a bike ride surrounded by tanks. And there's a comment from Caffeine Sniffer. Caffeine Sniffer, you and I could be friends. Cyclists think they own the road, even in an effing war. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. He's in the bike lane and the tanks better move. Otherwise, they're going to get a ticket. Yes, Caffeine Sniffer, you are 100% right. I don't know who you are, but I love you. And I'm going to end with a, a, well, it's kind of a joke, but it's an actual think about it segment. Uh, today, but first, I want to talk about Ron DeSantis uh, telling students. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, I uh, love the state of Florida, one of my favorite states in the country. Uh, 
he, well, you know, we had the big video of him telling students that they could take their masks off, said the COVID theater, and then we had the story of uh, the mom getting pissed that the governor was having her son take the mask off. I want to kind of back up a little bit on this mask thing, okay? I think the mask thing is dumb, all right? I, I think it's been proven that it really doesn't do what it was we were told that they would do, all right, ever, really. But... The point that was always made, at least for me, was that if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And so the governor has fought so that the mandates would not be there, right? And so many people have fought that the mandates would not be there. So all the anti-mask people need to calm down because you're just as bad as the anti-non-maskers right <laughs> you know the dingleberries that want to make you wear masks the karens you're turning into them so the point was is that don't make us wear a mask so if you want to wear a mask wear a mask who cares it doesn't matter i i don't care i honestly i don't care if you wear a mask if it makes you feel better and you think it helps you good for you wear your mask just don't tell me that I have to wear a mask. And that's where I'm at. And I think we need to, I think even Governor DeSantis needs to rethink that a little bit too. Uh, just saying, you know, you know I, I feel like he was a little over the top with this and it got him coverage, which he wanted. And so that's good. Uh, but I think we need to, you know, back off the, uh, take your mask off. Because I find myself doing that. I see people doing reports on TV with their masks on, and it drives me insane. And it's driven me insane through the entire pandemic. Uh, I just I can't, I can't take it. But I really think that now, when we are dropping the mandates, and uh, you know, many places are saying that uh, you know it's not mandated to wear a mask. Okay, fine, uh, but. If you want to wear a mask, go ahead. I don't think we need to, uh, you know, oh, you're still wearing a mask, idiot. Why don't you take it off? No, I don't think we need to do that. I think that just puts us in us as the anti-maskers uh, in a bad place. And uh, it's just a thought for me. That's all. It's just a thought. Next time you're out and about and you see somebody with the mask and you say to yourself, what an idiot. Why are you wearing your mask, idiot? Don't do that. You can think it. Just don't say it. Just remember that if they want to wear their mask, they can wear their stupid mask. Okay? So I had this sent to me as actually my think about it segment of the day. Lady and a man are talking. Lady, do you drink beer? Man, yes. Lady, how many per day? Man, three. Lady, how much do you pay per beer? Man, $5 each including tip. Lady, how long have you been drinking? Man, about 20 years. Lady, three beers a day equates to $450 per month, 5400 5, per year. 20 years, that's $108,000. Man, that sounds about right. Lady, did you know that if you put that money into a savings account that after interest, you would have had enough money to buy a plane? Man, do you drink beer? Lady, no. Man, where's your effing plane? Think about it.
subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.